Uh, hello and welcome to the Lighthouse by SACE. SACE is, a, is the Society of Asian Scientists and Engineers, a nonprofit organization with a chapter at Brandeis University that prepares Asian heritage scientists and engineers for success in the global business world. We celebrate diversity on campus and give back to the community through community service. So we have three hosts tonight, today. Um, my name is Sean Yao. I'm a sophomore, year of 2025, and I'm majors neuroscience, psychology, and biology. Hello, I'm Karen. Um, I'm also in the class of 2025, and my majors are biochemistry and CS with a potential minor in chem and HSSP. Hi, my name is Iris. I'm a sophomore the year of 2025 as well, and I'm planning on majoring in neuroscience with a possible minor in HSSP. So what is The Lighthouse? So for The Lighthouse, we'll bring in a diverse set of guests to discuss their professional journeys, unheard stories, and get to know our guests as people through casual conversations. The Lighthouse is a metaphor for guidance for the AAPI and SACE community because The Lighthouse provides stability and direction to bring sailors back to the harbor in all weather conditions. Everyone at one time or another needs a lighthouse to guide them through their fogs and darkness of life. There's ups and downs in life and it's very easy to get caught up in surviving the rough seas. It's easy to lose hope and forget to look up for the lighthouse when you're lost at sea. Since light is the only thing that can penetrate through darkness and point ships in the right direction, we hope that we can be a lighthouse to help members of the SACE and AAPI community to steer their boats away from the rocks and towards their goals. After listening to the Lighthouse podcast, we hope that when you, the listener, find another person in need of support, care, or guidance, you can give back and also shine a light to help them guide to help guide them back home too. For this year's first episode, we have a very special guest who recently joined our research lab on campus. Please welcome Angel Kwong. Yay! Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Angel. I'm also a sophomore and I'm graduating in 2025. I'm planning to double major in bio and HSSP with a minor in Hispanic studies. So tell more about the research lab that you're in. I recently joined a research lab, uh, the Ragunathan lab on campus, and the lab is focused on epigenetic changes and molecular mechanisms that deal with um, heritable patterns and gene expression. That seems wow. like a mouthful. Yeah. So why did you choose that lab? Like, did you have a lot of offers, or is it just like you just wanted to get onto a lab, get some good experience? That's actually a really good question. So over the summer, I really wanted to figure out what I was going to do because I had a crisis in faith um, <laughs> of what I wanted to do in the future. I started here pre-med, and over the summer, right before like sophomore year started, I decided I didn't want to be pre-med anymore. So then that opened up like the gates of like the unknown. So I was like, you know what, I can do some research. I can see if I like that. If I like it, I can go into that in the future. So that was the entire goal of like joining a research lab, just to see if I like research in the first place. Um, I reached out to a lot of professors on campus by looking through the directory. And I really focused on the labs that I knew um, upperclassmen were in and other people that like I know are in but a lot of them didn't respond back to me, which was really awkward. That's okay though. You still made it. Yeah. No, you're still <laughs> right, Bestie. Yeah. <laughs> but 
after that, I think I heard back from three professors out of the 14 that I reached out to, one of them being um, Dr. Raguthan, and I'm in his lab now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of that process, I was also offered another lab position from one of my peers. So the, my roommate from last year saw that her lab needed like an extra person, so she asked me if I wanted to be part of it. And then I obviously couldn't, so I told people around me about it. So you just get in through connections yeah, and by emailing professors. Yeah. yeah. Persistence, too. Yeah. 14 labs. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of emails you have to send out. <laughs> they were basically all the same email, but just little like, tweaks in You there. just changed, like, the, the, the professor, and you changed, like, what their lab is like. I'm yeah, so interested. Yeah, like, I'm so interested. From my experience in Bio 14, Bio 15, I really wanted to apply this in this field and see it in action. Did you need, like recommendation letters from like did you have that professor specifically or is it what like i did not i used just like the directory and then i used like oh this is my grade that i got in this class um and i really hope that the knowledge that i accumulated in that class can be translated into like actual research Mm -hmm. um i'm actually also in a research lab but i work off campus i actually work in boston so it's a pretty long commute um so I work at the MGH uh, Harvard Medical School Lab in like Charleston. Um, I actually got there through like connections as well, where like a family friend, like their roommate from their college, uh, like needed like undergraduates, and I originally applied to like work in like a biomedical company, but then that like that didn't go through. So he's like he helps me, connects me with this professor. Um, but for that lab. I feel like, you know, it's definitely a lot, very different to, like, school, because I'm only a sophomore, I've only taken, like, I didn't even take bio lab classes, because I got it over the summer, so I had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. and they were, like, trying to teach me how to do, like, was it, cell culturing, transformation, and some other stuff, but, I mean, I only had my genetics and genomics and cells and organisms, like, background <laughs> and it's so different i was like i'd like take notes of everything i have like pages of like how to do things and like tips and tricks and then i come to bio lab and it's like oh it's actually really easy um in bio lab we don't even do the transformation like the tas do it for do us it. i know it's a little frustrating like i spent two months like practicing and then in the end they're just like okay just pipette yeah mm. so angel how do you like the lab so far i like it i think my mentor is really great. Dr. Mm-hmm. Ragunathan's very knowledgeable. Um, I have not been going as often as I would like to, as I've been very sick recently. But I think it's also very new, so I don't really have too many thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Based on your experiences so far, do you think you would want to pursue research as like a career or like go to grad school for research? I think... I can respond to that maybe in six months. I don't know if I'll yield anything mm-hmm. in my first semester, mm-hmm. even my second semester, maybe my third. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Let us know. I mean, do you regret like not staying with pre-med, like looking back, or do you think it was the right decision? So fun fact, I'm still on the pre-med track mm-hmm. in terms of my classes, but I... 
think I'm just more open to having like more career paths in the future. So I might pick up a business minor too. So just like I can go into Ooh. healthcare consulting. Oh, um, yeah, so there's a lot of possible paths, maybe PA school, maybe medical school, maybe healthcare consulting. Wow. Maybe research, maybe a chemistry lab, <laughs> maybe industry. We'll see. Wait, the opportunities are limitless. Wait, how many of us are pre-med also? I think I'm currently on the pre-med track, but that might change. Um, like, my classes are the pre-med classes, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's like you're opening up your options. Yeah, I'm leaving every, I'm, I'm leaving it open. Yeah, you have room to grow. Yeah. And you have opportunities right. that you can pursue in the future. Right. Sean, are you on the pre-med track as well? Yeah, but it kind of makes it hard to start my major because um, there's a lot of general classes that we have to take. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you wish you knew in, like, as a sophomore? Or you knew your, like, what you were going to do when you were like in your underclassman years? Because I think one thing I think I should have done is maybe balance my schedule better. I definitely... As a freshman? I took like seven classes. Oh. In oh. one semester? Yeah. But More like, than 22 credits? But some of them was like, yeah. Oh. Some of them was like UWS though and HWL. So it's not oh, really okay. counting. No, you're valid. But definitely, I'm like done with school already. <laughs> yeah, I'm only in first semester of sophomore year. Um... At least for me, I definitely should have gone to office hours more as a first year, um, especially for, like, the chemistry classes, um, gen chem, ooh, that was, that was rough, but I've been going to organic chemistry office hours, and they've, like, really helped, um, and, you know, I used to believe that, like, office hours were lame, like, people only went there to suck up to the professors, but, um, even if you don't have any questions, just hearing other people ask questions really helps. Wait, do you see people suck up, though? Yeah. <laughs> I won't name them, but yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Any advice you would give your freshman self? Um, when a club says that they're low commitment, really ask what their time commitment is, <laughs> because things are going to come up. And you might overload your plate. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I also think it's very important to consider your capacity in terms of, like, academics, your social life, and the extracurriculars that you have going on in your life. Because um, there are some periods of time where a lot of them overlap, and it just gets very frustrating and, like, a lot to deal with to the point where it becomes overwhelming. Um, but you also just need to have a good support system around you. You want to be with people who help you through and upraise you. Um, for Angel, I know you, I mean, along with the research lab, you're in quite a bit of extracurriculars and you're taking pretty tough courses. So how do you, you know, manage that and balance that along with, you know, still hanging out with friends and leaving time for yourself? 
I think the biggest part of it is time management. I use Google calendars religiously. Mm-hmm. I don't use it to block out my days, but I just know like when events are coming up or specific obligations are coming up. Um, to speak more about like the stuff that I'm involved in, I'm the event planner for the Brandeis Eastern American Student Association. Um, I coordinate two of the community service organizations on campus. Um, I hold three on-campus jobs, oh but I don't I don't go to all of them, which that's, is completely my bad. But that's okay. Like you're you're still employed. <laughs> no, you're so right. You're so right. I'm like trying to catch it, like do everything. Like, Wait, what's the third one? The lab, the, the lab, office job, the office job, and um, my tutoring job. Oh. oh, like a bugs tutor or just TA? Triple SP. I tutor for um, English immigrants within like our school system. Oh. So like for international students who are struggling with their like seminars, then I help them with like their reading, writing, comprehension skills. That, wait, that's actually so cool. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> How right, so, do you manage that though? Um, I just like use a lot of my friends around me as like a support system um my roommate's really good about getting me to sleep so i sleep every night before like 1 a.m and she keeps me accountable to wake up too so i wake up at like 8 4 8 30 for my 9 a.m classes um i also give myself like the space to not do something one night and then just push it off to the next night because it's not gonna ruin me also it's really helpful to not be pre-med anymore because you just don't have that over like lying like pressure like yeah that competitive like feeling Mm. of being like oh my god i'm gonna get lower than an a because it's okay if you're gonna get lower than an a yeah i'm not gonna say this because i personally don't agree with this but like c's get degrees you know (laughs) you don't agree with that no like i like (laughs) I agree with it, but I don't follow it. Oh, it's yeah. Like the, like, it's like the backup plan to keep you sane. It's like, yeah. a, you know what? If I don't do good on this test, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill myself over it. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's going to be like, you know what? I'll still I'll still live next day. I'll just work harder. No, for real, for real. No, being pre-med or like just knowing that you might have to apply to like medical school someday um, is really mentally draining because mm-hmm. there's so much pressure that you need to get like an A A's in all your classes especially like the tougher ones that was really rough for me in freshman year when we were taking general chemistry Mm. towards the end of the year I was getting maybe like 30s on exams and at that point I was like oh well it'd be like that did you also have Dr. Novak yes I did oh my god that that's like a whole new story though like she is uh she's very interesting she's like a very complex background in mm. Slavic studies. <laughs> she, I didn't even have her, but yeah, she sounds very interesting. Lives on a farm, has pigs and horses. I think and she horses. lives on a ranch. Oh, okay. And she like even wakes better. up. At, she wakes up at like four a.m. to like come to school. Yeah, to to handle her farm needs and then drive to school. I thought it's just really. Oh yeah, to handle the farm. Yeah. I mean, personally, though, I don't know what you've heard of Novak, but, like, I mean, she's just really strict, but,
but she really wants you to understand the subject. So it's like a different teaching style. I mean, I, like in the moment, yeah, I would prefer like an easier teacher who like didn't make the hardest questions, but I think my general chemistry understanding is a lot stronger. So like we can start to talk about classes that we took. Like we can even talk about high school, but like high school to college. Um, for me, I think the reason I want to do science was like, cause I was good at it. I good meaning like relatively better than others. And I didn't want to like do like history or, I mean, I wasn't particularly good at math. Like I didn't fail it, but I mean, science was just always something, there's something magical about it, you know? <laughs> um, and we, <laughs> and when we came to college, like because of like the general requirements for our majors we're kind of forced to take like general chemistry and biology and it's like a a whole new world like um different expectations and just like the content in itself is a lot harder and it's more like vigorous so what do you guys think of like high school and college um i don't know i think i chose science just because um both my parents are scientists so I kind of grew up with that um and like my family is very STEM oriented like my sister computer science and applied math major um and also like in high school science and math were like one of my were my better subjects like history although I find it very interesting I can't memorize all the facts but somehow I can memorize like bio stuff so um yeah, I just enjoy learning about bio and, um, yeah, like bio, bio and CS more than my other subjects. Women in STEM for real. Yeah. <laughs> you have two of those, two of those letters mm -hmm. marked down. Go off. Was it slay? <laughs> slay. <laughs> what about you, Iris? Um, I guess for me, it was like a matter of determining whether my interests were like hobbies or whether I could actually sustain them as like a future career path because history and English like although those subjects are interesting I'm horrible at writing and I hate writing so no I agree I yeah. agree <laughs> that writing assignment is of zoo last night oh my god <laughs> so it's just like it's just getting started and then just continuing mm -hmm. no yeah I took or no, I enrolled, enrolled myself into a creative arts class that was supposed to be interesting because it was about like women or like female figures throughout history who have been looked down upon. Mm -hmm. But the amount of reading and writing was just, it was too much for me. So I dropped that after a day. Um, was this last year, fall semester? Yeah. What class was it? Um, it was divas it was under the music department oh um, interesting yeah um and I guess for neuroscience I like I came into college wanting to major in neuroscience because my mom is a neurologist and I've I guess I've always looked up to her in a sense so yeah but we'll see where this goes I might switch my major switch my path if yeah. you were get to change your path what would it be would it be something related to it or just like just not specifically that specialized um yeah I think it might 
It could be bio, so it's like a little bit more generalized. Or I could switch to HSSP because public health has always interested me. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if one day I might snap. Like, I think I'm taking too much and I just hate it. And I just switch with dance major. And no, I just, you're so valid. Yeah. Like, that's that's basically what, what point I'm at right now. 22 credits is not fun. Mm. I was trying to drop one, but I didn't know which one to drop. So now I'm still in it. Yeah. No, dropping class is like the hardest thing, though. Because, like, yeah. you already put in so much work, mm-hmm. but you know that like dropping it would make you feel so much better but like the the asian side of you is like but i can do it (laughs) i also just didn't want to like leave like my friends in the classes alone because solidarity in in numbers you know right this is like so awkward like you just don't show up like you didn't show up the class like oh i actually dropped it you know but like you do what you gotta do yeah Yeah. and they'll understand um please don't drop orgo though i won't so. I was considering it, Wait, but I could, yeah. Ooh. I couldn't drop it because besties are in Orgo too. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that, like, sometimes I really do want to switch my major, but it's at least, like, once you're in the STEM world, it's kind of hard to leave. And it's also kind of hard to enter if you're, like, not already entering college, yeah. taking those core classes because um, they build up. So, and, like, basically, you need to, it's like, chemistry the first year bio the second year like physics the third year or something like that um so like if you start late you kind of have to take summer classes or um just take multiple at a time and that's really rough and also like leaving if you already have all those requirements and you're starting a completely new major like that's hard i do think about it though like i really do like after before study for a test you're like you know what would happen if i just stopped yeah, what if I just became, like, a journalism major or something? Yeah. I think you could. Yeah, honestly. Not that you should, but I think you could. <laughs> I mean, after writing the, the bio thing. Like, the news and views? Yeah. <laughs> Nature.com, hire me. <laughs> mm, well, I, on that point, I think a lot of people in high school already decided that they were going to be, like, a STEM major. Because you see people, like, AP, chemistry, like, they have, they already know everything, and then for me, I think I only did honors chemistry. Yeah, I did AP biology in high school, but I never did AP chemistry. So like everything in Gen Chem was sort of new. But then you see people like, oh, I already learned acid-based chemistry. And they're like, oh, this is easy, you know. That was definitely interesting to like experience when we went to like general chemistry because a lot of people had the background knowledge already like to help supplement that. Um, I never took any like business classes in high school and I think I should have because I think like I would have liked to be exposed to that Mm -hmm. but instead like I was taking like the regular APs like bio um environmental science stuff like that um I ended up not taking chem and I think I should have because I just wanted to make my senior year easier and like yeah (laughs) and AP bio is definitely easier than AP chem but when we went into like freshman year and then having a lot of your peers like be at a level that's more advanced than you are because like they just understand it more conceptually was definitely like a a shock Mm. but it got a lot more even when it like got to the second semester because a lot of people weren't as exposed to the content yeah this is just like a rant about the school system now but like even with like I feel like now with the AP classes you kind of have to decide what you're gonna do in college even earlier than before you like go into college um 
which is quite annoying, but you know, it's okay if you know what you want to do. I personally do not, but. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, in high school, I was, I was not put together. Like I just did not care. <laughs> and then I think later half of high school, I started to care more about school, but my freshman year, I was, I was wild. I was going crazy. That's so fair though. Wait, what APs did you guys take? I think just like the typical bio, physics. physics. Oh, I didn't even take physics. Physics. Like, oh physics. Yeah, the typical yeah. though. That's like the hardest AP, you know, BC calculus. Oh, I guess at, like my school, they're, they're very STEM heavy a lot of, for most people. So you take AP, bio or chem junior year. And then most people take physics senior year. And then for the languages, I guess if you, if you decide to go to the AP, it's like Spanish or French or Chinese. Mm. Well, you school had AP Chinese? Yeah. Wow. And we also had U.S. history. Like for junior year, you either took the U- or like the top level for U.S. history junior year was the AP class. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I took A push sophomore year. Junior year, I took AP bio. Um... AP micro and macro they're like combined in one course um and AP euro which we don't talk about euro like I really don't. I liked euro yeah, it I was interesting um <clears throat> I the test though like <laughs> oh um and then senior year I took BC and French I didn't take the French test though um yeah I also took pretty generic classes for STEM, like AP Statistics, AP Bio, like Psychology. And oh, I took history. AP Psych. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Psychology was fun, though. That's, honestly, Psychology was probably the reason I wanted to do Neuroscience, because, like, I don't know. I just resonated with that class. Like, I don't know if I felt connected with, like, U.S. history, but Psychology was like, you know what? I can do this for the rest of my life. Um, but... I think the biggest thing with, like, choosing classes, like, not only in high school, but in college is, like, where your friends are. Like, college is more, like, more of your general classes. That's when you meet your friends. And then from that, those group of friends, you'll take sort of similar classes with them to kind of be with them. Mm -hmm. Um, High school is kind of the same where, like, even though I knew I wanted to take, like, bio or chemistry, if majority of my friends were taking biology, I would take biology. (laughs) Um, I think I want to transition to, like, resources like with your friends like sometimes i would ask my friends like class recommendations um because they might have taken a class in fall semester and i wanted to see if that class was like easy or like if the professor was good because like i mean i used to rate my professor but sometimes it's like not perfectly representative like you know teachers very complicated um this is for college right yeah, yeah yeah so yeah rate my professor you couldn't choose your teachers in high school, I don't think. No. No. Not my school system. Yeah, me neither. But oh. for resources, I definitely, like, ask around, like, friends and, like, mutual friends, but also um, people in the same major or similar majors, like, um, like a year above or two years above, just because they've taken those classes and they've passed. And, you know, they have tips on how to succeed. Um, and then again, office hours. Um, yeah. Well, do you talk to the professors about like, I don't know, recommendations like for class? 
I don't know. I've, I haven't attended all of that. Like for future classes or yeah. um, like do I ask the professors I have now which courses to take in the future or, or like yeah. how to succeed in the class? Either one. Um, I don't ask specifically how to succeed in the class. I kind of just you word just it in that and I kind of word it in like um like how like at least mo- more recently I asked my orgo professor like how specific should we be um in our explanations of like test problems um so it's like pretty specific on how to succeed on tests but um usually like everything you need to know is in the syllabus um like required readings or recommended readings um yeah but i think i mean a lot most of the professors here are very supportive and they hold like private office hours if you do need help yeah yeah i think the biggest resources that like i've kind of relied on are also upperclassmen just because they have like the knowledge to help you kind of succeed in the class they give you like little insider tips about what to expect from the professor and uh, specific ways you can study i also feel like your peers are very helpful too because if you don't understand something they help supplement that like gap in your understanding um i also will take some collaborative notes with some of my friends sometimes just to like not have to focus as much on note taking more like absorption of the class material instead we also have done like study guides collaborative study guides in the past where we'll all study together and um go through it and kind of see like specific points that we don't like understand no group studying is the best yeah. when you have time but it's if you can focus yeah if you can focus <laughs> yeah. i feel like the udrs for mm. major specific classes are very helpful because most of the UDRs are like upperclassmen so they've taken a lot of the classes and if they're also on like the same career path as you that can also be helpful yeah yeah and like if they are selected as UDRs you know they're like they're best in the class Ex- extra qualified <laughs> yeah well as an upperclassman do you have people have you had people ask you about like classes or like no, you probably had some, like, underclassmen friends. Yeah. They'll ask, like, what are specific ways that, like, I can get on the professor's good side? Um, how do I, like, spend my time efficiently studying for the class? Mm-hmm. Which professors do you avoid? I, do you suggest I avoid? <laughs> if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Which professors do you recommend we avoid? <laughs> right um, here. I'm not going to name drop just in case they oh. watch this. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. You can uh, you can write it down if he's a favor. I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So I think that our time is about up. So I just wanted to put some, uh, like, follow our, follow Sace on Instagram and Facebook at Sace Brandeis. Um, and subscribe to the lighthouse on like so you can listen to our podcast whenever uh, we're on spotify um apple music amazon music and other platforms such as listening notes samson podcast podcast index and we also have a link tree to all the links in our instagram bio
Um, so thank you to our guest, Angel, and other hosts, Iris and Karen. Um, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Have a good